Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. God bless you. Open your Bibles with me and those in the sanctuary remain standing for the reading of the word that's recorded in the book of Romans. Romans chapter number eight. And we're gonna begin reading at verse 26 and we're reading just verse 26 and 27 of the eighth chapter of the book of Romans. Thank you, Lord. And when you have it, would you say amen? Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I want to talk to you for a few minutes from the subject, four things you must know about the Holy Ghost. God bless you. You can be seated. Four things you must know about the Holy Ghost. I think it's important that we not just feel the Holy Ghost, but that we understand the Holy Ghost. I think that a lot of people evade, avoid, or are afraid of what should be the ultimate blessing in the life of a believer. And since Resurrection Sunday, the Lord has pressed my spirit to use this time to inform and to instruct the saints concerning the Holy Spirit. Um, we have been, as what I've called, on the road to Pentecost. And if you've been following our Sunday evening and our Wednesday evening, um, and even the Friday night services, you know that we've been talking exclusively about the Holy Spirit. Talked about the promise of the Holy Spirit, talked about the Holy Spirit as fire, the Holy Spirit as water, the Holy Spirit as air, the Holy Spirit as our comforter, the Holy Spirit as our teacher, and this Wednesday we're going to finalize that with the Holy Spirit as our seal. And the question is, why would we spend seven weeks talking about the Holy Spirit? Because too many people receive a spirit that they do not understand. They know enough to receive the Holy Spirit, but beyond the infilling of the Holy Spirit, they really don't know who is living inside of them. And as a result, they don't experience the type of life and impact that they could experience through the infilling and the living of the Holy Ghost 
inside of them. As we enter the closing weeks leading to Pentecost, the Lord instructed me to continue to share. And one of the Lord's desires is to establish a greater intimacy with each of us through the working of the Spirit. Anybody want to just get closer to the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. I, 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 honestly, I want the Holy Ghost to move through us the same way he moved through the church in Acts. That, that literally, if you read your Bible, you would get jealous of Peter, James, and John. Because they walked and met a lame person at church on their way to prayer. And they grabbed him by the hand and said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to see the miracles. I want to see the signs. I want to see the demonstration. And I, I bless God for what I've seen, but I believe God wants to show us more. Come on, somebody. I, I, I've seen the Lord heal, and I've seen God turn back cancer. I've seen God heal people from AIDS. I've seen God heal people from all manner of sickness and disease. I've seen demons cast out. My, you know, we were talking a few days ago about how we were in service one night, and somebody, a demon broke out in a young girl who was messing with the occult. And, but that night, the Lord delivered her from that demon. So, so I know the Lord can work, but I think in this season, we are more relegated to praise breaks than true deliverance. I think in this season, we settle for just a jump and a shout when really the Lord wants us to have intimacy with him. We settle for the church experience, and if there's anything that COVID has taught you, is that you need a spirit that goes beyond your sanctuary. Hallelujah. Some of you I have not seen in over a year, but I thank God for seeing you today. And I'm not complaining because I wanted you to do what was safe, but I was trusting the Holy Ghost in you to keep you while you were absent from the building. Hallelujah. Because he's an indwelling comforter. And in this season, the Lord wants us to have a greater level of intimacy with him. And this is not going to be a long message. I got four points and then I'm really done. The first point is, and this is the first thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit, and that is the Spirit helps our infirmities. Everybody shout help. Oh, my God. One of the primary assignments of the Holy Spirit is to help. Now, understand that when you received the Holy Ghost, you were an imperfect person. Anybody agree with that? Imperfect flawed, sinner, and the Lord baptized you with the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost now, and I, I, I hate to upset you, but you are still an imperfect person. Somebody be honest in this church. Got the Holy Ghost, but I still got flaws. Got the Holy Ghost, but I still got hang-ups. Got the Holy Ghost, and I still struggle with some things. Well, here's the good news. The Holy Ghost is in you to help you. He's in you to do more than jump and shout and speak in tongues and run around church, and those are great things, but those are really the aftermath of help. When I've had a struggle and the Holy Ghost helped me, I got a reason to run. Okay, somebody missed that. When, when, when I got ready to backslide and I was on the edge of doing something that I know would corrupt me and the Holy Ghost pulled me back, that's a reason to jump. 
Oh, hallelujah. When I got ready to snap, y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all got at the gas line and somebody acted the fool at the gas line and I didn't snap. It was because the Holy Ghost was helping me. Thank God for the help of the Holy Ghost. In the, in the Greek, the word help, and I'm not going to try to pronounce this like speaking in tongues. In the Greek, it says to share in, to help in bearing, or to help in general. That the Holy Ghost is in you to help you with anything you might face in life. Here's the wonderful news that it doesn't matter what you face because we faced a number of things, but I will not face it without the help of the Holy Ghost. He promised to be right there with us. He promised never to leave us. And, and Paul says that the Spirit helps our infirmities. That word infirmity means want of strength. It's a compound word. It means um, the, the, the negative side, it means negative or the opposite of strength. And, and you can, listen to me, listen to me, you can be saved and not be strong. Lord, help me. You can go to church and not be strong. You can attend the service. You can hold a license, some type of credentials, and not be strong. But there is something about the Holy Ghost. We don't like to admit it, but we come to the edge of what we think we can do. And then the Holy Ghost shows up. Whoo, God, somebody help me in here. Anybody ever been on the edge, about to give up, about to walk away, about to walk away, and you feel something that you know is not you because everything in you says give up. Everything in you says die. Everything in you says fall apart. But here comes this power that we call the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Woo, God, doing more than just shouting, but the Holy Ghost is now helping me get up and I find myself turning away from things that I would be drawn to because the Holy Ghost is helping me. I find myself, hallelujah, making it when I felt like dying because the Holy Ghost is helping me. Sometimes, in this, this phrase, infirmities, look at this. It indicates the inability to produce results. Anybody had a season where you just felt like stuff wasn't working? Okay, maybe just me, maybe just me. Had a season when you felt like stuff just wasn't working. And then the Holy Ghost starts to move. Oh, oh God, giving you direction, giving you information, giving you help and suddenly you're producing oh God when people thought you would not produce you're doing things that people thought were impossible because the Holy Ghost is doing what helping our infirmities second thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ living in you because in you the Holy Spirit performs the priestly work of Christ. Now, Jesus prayed for the church. Say amen, somebody. Jesus is praying for the church. One of the most comforting things you can tell somebody is, I'm praying for you. Look at somebody you came with and say, I'm praying for you. Come on, tell them, I'm praying for you. That, that, that makes that person suddenly feel like they matter. 
that you would take time out of your schedule, time out of your life, time out of your habits, and pray for somebody. And that's good news. But I've got even better news for you. Jesus is praying for you through the Holy Ghost. And this is probably the part that we don't talk about enough about the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit like we doing all of this. I'm living. I'm walking. I'm living in my anointing, and I'm walking in my virtue, and I'm walking in the presence of God. You know what? That's good, but what's even better is the presence of God walking in me. Now, that, 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 that might hit some of y'all the wrong way. You know, I, I asked a question one time because we're always preaching the Pentecostal church to say, I got the Holy Ghost, I got the Holy Ghost, but I asked the question, does the Holy Ghost have you? Because if the Holy Ghost has you, then the Holy Ghost is praying for you. I need y'all to follow this because in reality, in this humanity, we sometimes run out of prayer. All right, maybe y'all don't want to be real, but I'm going to be real. There have been days in my 40 plus years of being saved that I did not feel like praying. Got into me. Got into my flesh. Got into my feelings. And in fact, I got mad at the church. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all a real story. I got so mad at the church that it was Tuesday night and I was in charge of the Tuesday night prayer meeting. And I got so mad at the church, I said, I ain't going to church tonight. I ain't going. Holy Ghost said to me, well, you got to go because it's Tuesday and you're in charge of the prayer. And I said to the Holy Ghost, well, I'm going to let them folk in that church for prayer, but I ain't praying. And I told the Lord, you can't make me pray. That's how mad I was. Now, let's be honest. Maybe y'all ain't been that mad, but I've been that mad. I've been that mad that I, I got mad at the saints and I got mad at God because of the saints. Okay, may, maybe just me. Okay, it's on. Just me. So I get in the car and I had a 20-minute drive from my house to the church. And in that 20 minutes, I'm fussing with the Holy Ghost. I'm saying, I'm going to the church. I'm going to the prayer meeting, but you cannot make me pray. And so I get to the church, I park in the parking lot, I'm sitting downstairs, I'm sitting in the parking lot, Holy Ghost said, get out the car. I said, I'm getting out the car, but you can't make me pray. And he said, well, go to the prayer room. I go to the prayer room, I said, I'm going in this prayer room, but you cannot make me pray. Then the Spirit said, get on your knees. I said, I'm going to get on my knees, but you can't make me pray. And when my knee touched the carpet, Holy Ghost said, you ain't got to pray today. I'm going to pray for you. Oh, God, that's why you need the Holy Ghost. Because when you get in your feelings and you don't feel like doing it, the spirit on the inside will intercede on your behalf. I need an honest witness that will testify that I'm still saved because the Holy Ghost prayed for me. Oh, It wasn't because of how I felt. Because I don't always feel it. But the Holy Ghost intercedes. He makes petition for me. Because you know what? In reality, Paul says, I don't even always know what to pray for. Because I'm praying for one thing. Holy Ghost says you need something else. You praying for a man or a woman? Holy Ghost says you need self-control. God, help me. You praying for money? 
Holy Ghost says you need to learn how to handle the money that you got. Come on, somebody. You praying, oh God, you praying that God kills your enemy? Holy Ghost say, no, you need to learn how to love your enemies. And so that's why you have to move. And we don't talk about this enough in the church that you have to move from the prayer in English to the prayer in the spirit when the Holy Ghost is making intercession. Oh, God, you don't speak in tongues so you can impress people with your spirituality. You speak in tongues because the Holy Ghost is saying what you don't know how to say. What you don't know how to articulate. What you don't know how to express. I'm in so much pain, Lord, I don't even have words. But the Holy Ghost said, I got your words. I'll talk for you. I'll speak for you. I'll utter for you. That's why your Bible says that when you speak in tongues and there is no interpreter, that you edify yourself. Now, you know, I've been saved 45 years and I ain't figured this out yet. That I can speak in tongues and nothing be changed, but I sure feel better. Ooh, okay, okay, some of y'all missed that. I can bring that burden to the altar. I can lay before my face at the altar. And then the Holy Ghost starts praying. And I get off my knees and I got the same problem that I had when I laid down at the altar. But the Holy Ghost is interceding on my behalf. Don't you let anybody stop you from speaking in tongues. My friend, you need to talk in tongues. You need the Holy Ghost to speak through you, to edify and to build. You need the Holy Ghost to speak on your behalf. He's making a petition. Woo, God, he's making a petition. He's writing out what your request is. He's putting it in the right words. And while he's talking, oh God, on your behalf, he's also ministering to your needs and your necessities. I need somebody to get back to the altar. And it doesn't mean that you're not saved. I just need a refreshing of the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Oh, God. Three. Third reason. Third thing you must know about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit searches the heart. Oh, God. This is the hard part. And this is when most of us shut down the Holy Ghost. Because... I want the Holy Ghost searching your business, but leave my business alone. God, I wish it was an honest church. Oh, Holy Ghost, show me, Takia, show me. Show it to me, show it to me. But then when he starts showing me Reg, I want to pull down the shade. Don't want to see all that. Don't want to know all that. But... Some of you will testify that you've had the sometimes unpleasant experience of the Holy Ghost showing you you. You thought he was the problem. Yo, y'all, come on, go with me. You thought he was the problem. And you started praying on him. Come on, somebody. Get him, Lord. Get him. Get him. 
Make him treat me right. Make him act right. And then the Holy Ghost started saying, well, let me tell you something about you. And then you want to end the prayer meeting. He said, no, you ain't going nowhere. Stay right here on these knees. Because you're not leaving till I tell you about you. Because what does the spirit do? It searches. It examines the heart. Because there are some things that you don't even know about yourself. That in prayer, the Holy Spirit starts to reveal. A number of years ago, I was dealing with some church political stuff. And I was confronting everything about it but me. And then I was in prayer, and the Lord said to me, you're jealous. And I said, me? Elder Davis? Senior pastor of Refuge Temple? He said, yeah, Elder Davis, the senior pastor of Refuge Temple, is jealous. And nobody told me that. Because some of your friends like you so much, they won't tell you the truth about yourself. And so they'll let you act a fool. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And say nothing. But the Holy Ghost loves you too much to let you act a fool and not talk to you about you. And if you sit with the Holy Ghost long enough, he going to get on your street. Y'all ain't saying nothing. He coming to your house, he coming to your neighborhood, and the Holy Ghost told me you're jealous. I said, God, and what can you do when the Holy Ghost tells you the truth about yourself? Accept it and repent. And when I started to examine what he was saying to me, I had to get on my knees and say, I don't like the way I feel. Anybody had that experience? I don't like what I'm feeling. But the reason why the Lord tells you is because, like I said, some of the people that say they like you won't tell you the truth. But the Holy Ghost will always tell you the truth about you. That's why the Bible says, quench not the spirit. And it doesn't mean just get up and run around the church. It means when the Holy Ghost is dealing with you about you, let him have his way. Let him say what he needs to say. Because the spirit is searching the heart. There's some things I don't even know about myself. But the spirit is searching my heart. And that's an intimate connection. When you know a person's heart, you know them. Come on, somebody. See, that's why you can't really say you love somebody until you know their heart. Mm. Because when you know their heart, you know what motivates them. In the Greek, the heart is the seat of moral nature and spiritual life. It's the seat of grief and of joy, desires and affections. Some of y'all lying to yourselves about your sin. Why do I have this sin? Because you got an affection for it. Ooh, God, that was a brick. Pastor, I don't know how this happened. Holy Ghost says, yes, you do. You got an affection for it. And it trips you up because you're in love with it. 
And the Holy Spirit has to show you what you're in love with. Because when he shows you what you're in love with, you can start changing your appetites. But until you acknowledge your appetites, you'll never get free. Holy Spirit is showing you your perceptions, showing you your thoughts. Some of us got some crazy thoughts. We don't do it, but we think about it a lot. And the Holy Spirit is searching, showing you what's in your thoughts, your reasoning powers, your imagination, your conscience, your intentions, your purpose, your will. The Spirit is searching the heart. Now, the spirit could, and oftentimes, because we reject him, does leave people alone. And that's a dangerous place when the Holy Spirit comes to a point where it says, he doesn't want to listen. She doesn't want to hear. I'm going to leave them alone. And if you never, now in the old church, we called it getting convicted. Y'all remember that phrase? That when I did or said something wrong, I got convicted by the Spirit. But you got folk in the church that don't get convicted about nothing. They cuss, they lie, they commit fornication, they commit adultery, they engage in all kinds of seditious behavior, and they never get convicted. Why? Because the Holy Ghost has stopped searching. But I need the Holy Ghost to bother me. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'm trying to make heaven. And I need the Holy Ghost to bother me, disrupt me, wake me up at night, keep me from going to bed. But don't let me die and be lost. Convict me. Convict me. Convict me. Search me. Don't let me get so wrapped up in my title and my position that I forget I'm a human being and I still am subject to lust and I'm still subject to bad attitudes. Lord, search me and know me. Try what is in my heart. Search me. Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, search me. Oh, God. Search me. Because if you search me, you're helping me. Number four, fourth thing we must know about the Holy Ghost. He knows the mind and the will of God. The word mind in the Greek is nos that denotes the seat of reflective consciousness comprising the faculties of perception and understanding and judgment, feeling, judging, and determining. If the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, who knows the will of God better than the Holy Ghost? And a lot of us struggle with the will of God. We want God's will as long as all God is saying is yes. Lord, help me preach this. And why is every yes the will of God, but the no is not the will of God? Well, I, I need to go back and pray some more because I, I must have missed what the Lord was saying. No, when he said no, he meant it. When he said no, that's what he meant to say. When he said no, he knew exactly what he was doing. 
Because every good parent, somebody help me here, has to learn how to say no. If you indulge your children and give them everything you want, you'll destroy them. Because anybody here want to be honest and admit that I wanted some things that weren't right for me? Okay, just me. All right. Anyone to be honest and say I tried to chase some things that wasn't really God's will for my life? But when I allowed the Holy Spirit to talk to me, he started to reveal the will of God to my life. And I want to tell the saints that the safest place you can be is the will of God. The will of God is not always a comfortable place. Oh, God. But it is a safe place. The will of God is not always an easy place, but the will of God is a safe place. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge, and he is my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. And saints, I came to just tell the church that it's time for the church to go back to the will of God. And the will of God is not always easy. And the will of God is not always simple. Sometimes God's will is complicated. Sometimes God's will takes you into a scary place. But I know that as long as I'm in the will of God, he's going to cover me and protect me. As long as I'm in the will of God, he's going to walk with me. If I go in my own way, I walk by myself. If I go in my own mind, I walk by myself. But if I walk in the will of God, he promised to cover me. In fact, he promised to be in front of me and to be beside me. He's watching from the right. He's watching from the left. He's watching from the back. He's watching from the front. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I got news for somebody. As long as you're in the will of God, hell can't destroy you. As long as you're in the will of God, demons can't take you. As long as you're in the will of God, you've got power over the enemy. As long as you're in the will of God, you're protected, coming and going. As long as you're in the will of God, you're in a safe place. You're secure. Put your hands together. Shout hallelujah. We really hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, 
please write to us at P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. Or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you and until next time, shalom, shalom. <laughs>